Welcome to episode 86 of, of the, the Certified Normal Boy Audio Show. I'm Roberto Happy Face, a.k.a. Typical Standard Common Kid. <laughs> uh, Bob? Or, or should I say... Roberto Happy Face? Yes, Jesse? What are you doing? Well, okay, I was thinking. Each time we start a new episode, you say, I'm Jesse, editor of Focus on the Family Clubhouse magazine. But the listeners never really get a chance to see you actually edit anything. So I thought I'd mess up the beginning so you can edit it in real time. You know, like, let the people see what you do best. <laughs> okay, I, I get it. All right. So what Average Boy is trying to say is, welcome to episode 86 of the official Average Boy Podcast. I'm Jesse, editor of Focus on the Family Clubhouse magazine, and he's Bob Smiley, a.k.a. Average Boy. Not typical standard common kid, as he said in the beginning. (laughs) Okay, that was great. Uh, But what else is missing from our intro? Oh, uh, you usually add some tongue-twisting alliteration like... Uh, the interrupting, interjecting interloper of interesting yet irritating infectious imagination. <laughs> wow. <laughs> now that's good editing right there, everyone. Only today I'm the special, smiling, successful, sure-solving sleuth. Sure-solving sleuth? Uh, this is a story I want to hear. You know, on our last episode, you told us about how you solved a riddle in art class. Does this story involve riddles as well? Well, I guess the answer to that question will be solved by the end of this episode. Uh, But today's story is actually way different from the last one, although that riddle was really fun. You know, with me having a mind like a steel... uh... Trap. Yeah, yeah, trap, like a steel trap. trap. Uh, that makes me really good at solving things. You you just have to really pay attention and remember every single thing you see. Do you remember the riddle you solved in art class on the last episode? Not a clue. But speaking of clues, can we get to what happened last week? <laughs> it was pretty crazy. Okay, let's act like me when my brother is chasing me around the pool and jump right in. Okay, great. So last weekend, Dad surprised me, my mom, and my lazy brother and took us to an escape room. It was awesome. Uh, Wait, doesn't your brother make straight A's and have a job mowing lawns for other people for money? Jesse, stop changing the subject. Did you hear me? We went to an escape room. Oh, I hear every word you say, even the ones you try to sneak in. But, uh, you know, I love escape rooms. People have to work together to solve all the clues to get out. It's a great way to show the different talents that God has given people individually. You know, because some people are good at math. Oh, me? Oh, okay. Uh, Some people are good at noticing their surroundings. Also me. Uh, uh, Some people have a good memory. Oh, me again. And, of course, some people are good at math. Oh, that's definitely me. I said good at math twice. Oh, I didn't notice. But yes, escape rooms, they let everyone work together to try and get out of the room under a certain time limit. And if you do it, you're actually considered an escape room master. 
<laughs> Jesse, you know I've always wanted to be an escape room master for as long as I can remember. I, when did you first learn this phrase, escape room master? Uh, last weekend. <laughs> okay, oh, well, let's get to it. So your dad took your family to an escape room. Yep. So we first met Gabe. Uh, he was the person who worked there. He told us that he was an escape room master and that we could be too if we were smart enough, brave enough, and quick enough. So you started by meeting an actual escape room master. Yeah, I mean, he actually looked more like a teenager with a clipboard and a name tag. Hey. But seeing that he was an escape room master made me think that I could be one too. It's good to have goals, but hang on. Didn't you once do an escape room with your youth group? Yeah, I think I remember editing one of your stories about escape rooms because you kept spelling escape as E-S-K-A-I-P. Yeah, that's right. Escape. Nothing escapes you, Jesse. <laughs> Wait a minute. Are you saying they changed how they spell it? Or, no, I'm sorry. Hang on. You already showed off your editing expertise at the beginning of this episode, but you are right about one thing. I have been to an escape room before. In fact, when Dad told us that we were going to do something we've never done before and then said we were doing an escape room, I actually reminded him that I'd already done one. And then I added that I'd also been escaping from my room for years. <laughs> Did he laugh at that? He actually made a really good joke. He said that it'd be different this time because he would actually be helping me escape. And he was right. This was a new experience for me because I was going to be doing it with my family. You know, Psalm chapter 133, verse 1, talks about that. Wait a minute. They had an escape room back in the Old Testament? No. Uh, well, you know, I guess Daniel did escape from the lion's den. Oh, and also there's that fiery furnace story with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Those are both sort of escape rooms. Oh, yeah. And if you think about it, God helped them out of... Uh, Hang on, I think I'm actually supposed to say spoiler alert before giving away the ending to really cool stories. Spoiler. 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 Well, hopefully everyone listening already knows those stories. Uh, but if not, please pause this episode and read Daniel chapters 3 and 6. 3 and 6? Two escape rooms in one book? <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Yeah, you know, I'd say the Bible is pretty awesome. Anyway, back to First Average Boy chapter 2, The Quick Lockdown. You know, that's what I'm going to call this chapter if we make it into a movie script. In a world, in a world where an average boy is locked in a not-so-average room. Well, I hope this story doesn't turn into a movie script. I don't want to think how long it'll take me to correct the spelling each time you write the word escape. <laughs> okay, that's a fair point. I can't believe they changed the spelling like that without telling me. Anyway, I want to get to the end of the story so you can see how brilliant and smart I am. I notice and I remember every... Uh, Actually, speaking of good memory and paying attention to the fine details, weren't you about to quote Psalm 103? 133. Right, like I said, Psalm 133. Okay, verse 1 says, How good and pleasant it is when brothers live together in unity. 
You know, God likes it when families get along and do things together. Right. An escape room is a perfect example of that. So please continue. You met this guy named Gabe. And then what happened? Well, Gabe explained the rules. Our goal was to find three keys hidden in the room. There were lots of clues around the room to help us find the keys. And once we found all three, we'd then use them to open a safe. And in that safe, we'd find the big master key to unlock the door and let us out of the room. And then we would all be escape room masters. Sounds simple and fun. Well, it definitely was one of those things. We had a lot of fun, but it wasn't simple. Gabe took our phones so we couldn't cheat, which I don't know why he did that. I, I don't even know how we could cheat. My phone doesn't make a key. You know, if it could, I wouldn't have been locked out of my house for four hours on the night I'd... Uh, Anyway, he took our phones as the point. He then locked us in the room and started a big digital countdown clock that hung on the wall. Oh, yeah, I forgot you were being timed. That would definitely add some pressure to the situation. I don't know how the story ends, but if you're cutting it close, hopefully the clock would have gotten hungry. Right! Wait, why would the clock being hungry help us? Uh, Because when a clock is hungry, it goes back four seconds. Four seconds, like like the number four, you know, because it's hungry. Wow. And I thought the escape room was really frustrating. Anyway, the clock started counting down from 15 minutes. I started looking around for clues. I knew they'd be really well hidden, so I was scanning every inch of the place. And did you find one? An inch or a clue? (laughs) Well, I guess both. Well, I got interrupted because my brother walked over to the table in the middle of the room and he opened this manila envelope. He dumped it out and it was full of torn up pieces of paper. And that's when dad started getting super excited. Oh, so you had to put the paper pieces back together to get the first clue. Right. That's exactly right. Dad shouted, it's like a puzzle. And then he started spreading all the pieces out all over the big table in the middle of the room so that he could get a better look at it. Yeah, that would be a bad time to sneeze. (laughs) Uh, A.B.? Jesse, I couldn't help it. The room, it was really dusty, and you know I have bad allergies when I'm under stress. You actually sneezed? I actually sneezed. I mean, I'll change it for the movie script, but in the real story, I sneezed. And the papers went everywhere. And then Dad yelled my name, which was weird, because I was standing right next to him. I mean, obviously, I'd have no problem hearing him. So I started gathering up the papers, but Dad told me it was safer if I went and guarded the door to the exit. So guard the locked door? Yeah, I guess he was afraid someone might break in and steal a clue so he could find the keys and break out again. I don't know, but I always do what my dad tells me. So I went over by the door while my mom, brother, and dad picked up all the papers. Well, it doesn't sound like your family got off to a great start. Actually, we kind of did. You know how sometimes bad things seem to happen, but then later you look back and realize it was actually a good thing? Oh, yeah. You know, it's like hindsight is twenty twenty. Uh, okay, but... Jesse, that was four years ago. What does the year 2020 have to do with what I just said? Uh, no, no. Hindsight is 2020. That just means that, you know, when you're able to look back clearly and evaluate past choices, which maybe seemed difficult at the time, but when you look back, you kind of see things differently and how it kind of all worked out. Oh, I get what you're saying. Yes. Okay. I agree now. Uh, hind quarter is 50-50. Uh, okay. Uh, so tell me more about how 
great you are at paying attention to details? Actually, there's no time. I have to finish the story. So I went over by the door and started guarding it. But after a really, really long time, I got so bored. How much time passed before you got bored? Uh, about 13 seconds. Then I started looking around again, and the door was near a bookshelf. So I decided to read a book while I was guarding the door. You, you know how reading a good book is like the best thing in the world, right? You know, especially a really fun book that's like in a series. Uh, A.B., yeah, you're not about to stop this suspenseful story to promote your new book, are you? Wait a minute, you mean my new book that's coming out later this summer? <laughs> Jesse, no, I would never do that. Anyway, I opened the book and heard a kerplunk sound. At first, I thought I was in super trouble because not only had I nose blasted our first clue, yeah! now I broke a book in this rented room. And Jesse, they were smiling. There was a key inside the book that fell out, wasn't there? That's right. You see what I mean about retrospect being 40-40? If I hadn't been sent to guard the locked door, we'd never have found the first key. Also, guess what else was in the book? A clue to another key. A clue to another key. Mom and Dad hopped up off the floor. Mom grabbed the paper with a clue on it and started reading it. It, it actually was pretty boring because it started with a long story about trees being taken to a furniture store. While mom was reading, I decided to go sit in the big chair in the middle of the room just to, you know, think. Oh, I wish you'd brought that furniture store story in today so I could take a look at it. Wow. You do love editing everything, don't you? Uh, yeah, but no, I, I just love riddles like this. The story might have contained certain words in bold that, you know, when you put them together, told you where the next key was. Or there could have been a clue in the story about how they turned trees into something and that led to a clue. Yeah, maybe, but it didn't really matter. Matter because we didn't end up reading the entire story. As I was sitting there thinking, well, one thing I've learned in school is I actually do my best thinking when I lean way back in my chair. So I lean the chair back, but it was a trick chair. A trick chair? Yeah, it wasn't balanced right. So even if you just leaned it back barely over halfway, it fell backwards on the floor. That sounds more like user air to me. Well, it sounded loud, whatever you want to call it. I went crashing back over the chair, and Mom and Dad came racing over to me. Oh, were they mad or just more concerned that you might be hurt? That's actually a great question, but I never got to see which one it was. They ran over quickly, but by the time I crawled up from behind the chair, they were grinning and... Jesse, guess what they were holding? Another key? Another key! There was a key taped underneath the chair along with another clue. So, again, Recollection 1930 was a better way to look at things. You know, if I hadn't leaned back to think in the chair or whoever made that chair wasn't terrible at their job, we would have never found the second key. I'm not sure I totally agree with what... You, you know what? You're right. Please continue because this is getting good. Oh, thanks. So we needed to find one more key to open the safe. Dad started read the next clue from under the chair... Or at least I think that's what he was doing. Hang on. How do you not know what he was doing? Well, my adrenaline was pumping and my brain was firing on um, however many cylinders brains are supposed to fire on. Uh, two, like firing on both cylinders. Oh, right. Well, they were both firing. So I had a great thought. What if the third key was already in the safe keyhole? 
you know, no one would ever think to look where it was eventually supposed to end up. <laughs> you know, that's actually pretty smart. Ah, oh, thanks. The problem was the safe was in the corner on the bookshelf, and it was really dark over in that corner. That's when I got frustrated that they took our phones away. You know, I wasn't going to cheat, but I really needed a light to look around at the safe. So was there no light over there in the corner at all? That's another great question. There was a lamp, but it was mostly shining up on the ceiling. Uh, my brother was standing by it, listening to something my dad was saying. Well, wasn't your dad reading the next clue? I can't remember. I was too busy paying attention to all the details. So I grabbed it. Uh, you know, I mean the lamp, not my brother Brian, right? Hey! Yeah. Then I turned it sideways and pointed the light toward the safe. Well, well, was the key in the safe? It wasn't. <laughs> Wait, so all that buildup and it was for nothing? Or was it for something? I, I, I don't know. That's why I asked. Well, it was for something. Because when I grabbed the lamp and turned it sideways, we all heard a clinking noise. Everyone froze and Dad said, rattle the lamp again. I did and we heard the clinking noise again. The key was inside the lamp. The key was inside the lamp. We quickly unlocked the safe, grabbed the master key, and walked out of the room as escape room masters. Awesome. Like, you guys did it. We did it, Jesse. We did it. On the way home, we could not stop laughing. We we didn't solve one single clue, but we had a blast, and we became high-level, quick-thinking escape room masters. Ah, that's a great story, Bob. So, did you guys all celebrate when you got home? Eventually. It, actually, when we turned into our driveway, we had to turn around and go back to the escape room. Uh, we high-level, quick-thinking escape room masters actually forgot to get our phones before we left the escape room. <laughs> That's funny. And it's also the perfect average boy ending. Uh, but before we go, we did get a question from a listener that I wanted to cover, and I think it may even go with the adventure you just shared with us. Oh, awesome. Let's hear it. Uh, Peter wrote in saying, Dear average boy, how do you resist temptation? Oh, that's a good question. But I, I don't see how my escape room story will help. Oh, no, wait. I get it. I get it. Okay, Peter. Temptation is always going to be around us. The world and God's enemy wants to lure us away from good thoughts and good deeds. So the best way to resist temptation is to always be aware of everything around you. You know, flee from temptation by staying as far away from it as you can. Is that what you were getting at, Jesse? That's it, A.B. And, and I like how you quoted from Second Timothy that says, run from temptation. Or how I like to call it, 2 Tim 2 2 2. That makes it easier to remember. You know, like having 40-50 hut-hut hike vision. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, but sometimes this world can feel like an escape room with Satan trying to keep us locked in and, and feeling trapped. But like it says in the Bible, Jesus came to set us free. And the freedom we receive when we pray to accept Christ into our lives gives us the strength to run from temptation. You know, plus, with the Holy Spirit guiding us, we can be smart, know our surroundings, and look for clues along the way to help us avoid pitfalls. And the Bible is full of big clues on how to live your life. By following the Bible and memorizing God's Word, it's definitely easier to resist temptation and avoid the devil's tricks. Oh, th that reminds me how Jesus used Scripture when Satan was tempting him in the wilderness. Oh, that's an amazing story. 
Actually, I'll even admit better than my escape room story because Jesus faced off against Satan and gave the enemy a major beatdown. K.O. Yeah, and he did it by using the Bible. In Matthew chapter 4, it shows how every time Satan tempted Jesus with something, whether it was food, fame, or power, Jesus came back and just told the perfect scripture. And God's word has so much power. Oh, it sure does. It also helps to pick good friends. You know, in life, it's like an escape room. It's full of temptations, and you want a good team around you to help you, you know, escape from those temptations and actually be able to get out. Well said, Bob. And speaking of getting out, it's time for us to escape from this recording booth. So thanks for listening to the official Average Boy podcast, which is a presentation of Focus on the Family. If you haven't heard our other episodes, you can go back and listen to them all at averageboy.org. And at that website, you can find links to subscribe to Focus on the Family Clubhouse magazine, where you can read a new Adventures of Average Boy story every month. Written by me, Roberto Happy Face Normal Boy. A.K.A. Average boy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> also, at my website, you can click on the link to the Focus Store to buy Average Boy's devotional books, Devotions for Super Average Kids, books one and two, or my third book, Average Boy's Above Average Year. All three books are filled with a lot of laughs. And we hope you laughed a lot today and also learned something about God, your faith, and family. If you have any questions about any of those things, you can send us a message at averageboy.org by clicking on the Ask Average Boy link. You can also leave a voice message by clicking on the green box on our homepage and then hitting the Send a Voicemail link on the side of the next page. Just make sure to get your parents' permission before you call because we might use your message on a future episode. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. I'm Bob. And I'm Jesse, telling you, don't be average. Be super average. Uh, Jesse, I fell backwards in my chair again. He's average. Boy. He's average. Boy. Adventures and Odyssey has taken generations of children on an exciting journey all the while sharing biblical principles and activating their imaginations. Now, in 2024, we'll be airing our 1,000th episode. To celebrate, we're inviting every member of the Odyssey family to join us for one grand party. This spectacular two-day event is packed with fun and excitement for Adventures in Odyssey fans of every age. Partygoers will enjoy an unmatched, immersive experience into the town of Odyssey. Meet and greets with cast and crew, Q&A sessions, trivia contests, and more. The party is topped off with a live episode recording starring fan favorite characters. It's all happening on August 2nd and 3rd in beautiful Colorado Springs, Colorado. Tickets for One Grand Party are going fast. Learn more at onegrandparty.com.